0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Buckle up, strap yourself in, and get ready. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. So I'm just uh, sitting here waiting for the phone to ring. We've been doing that a fair bit recently. You know, I've gone through uh, years with, uh, with never a guest not calling in when they're supposed to. We, we normally don't like to have guests call the show because that takes any uh, element of control that we have out of the equation. So now we depend on the guest to call on time. And uh, I'd say that over my career, 99%. Maybe more than 99% of my guests who uh, were scheduled for the show, either for us calling them or them calling us, have been on time. But uh, we're having another problem with a guest who wasn't with us yesterday. And I can only assume – I can't assume anything. I have to be honest with you. I can't assume anything. James Rosen from Fox News Network, whose work I admire – brilliant guy, good broadcaster. I, uh, I wanted to talk to James about what's going on in the United States. The, uh, the war between media, between left-wing media and, uh, and media to the right of center, and the constant war between the left and the Trump administration, and uh, President Trump's retribution for uh, Assad's attack on the uh, civilians with the chemical weapons and james was supposed to be on the air with us yesterday he wasn't there i sent him a message he replied and said I'm very sorry uh, i let you down can we do it another time so i said well how about you know sunday two o'clock yeah i'll be there so uh now yeah, we're just waiting and there's nothing else i can do except tell you what's going on. And uh, I, uh, one broadcaster knows how, what it's like for another broadcaster to not have a guest when you're ready to, uh, to go. And maybe something's happened where he has to be working and uh, can't join us. So we'll see. He's got the number. And if he calls us in time, we'll put him on the air. And if not, well, we will carry on. It is, of course, the 100th anniversary of the uh, assault on Vimy Ridge. And what a horrible horrible series of battles led up to that. And how many horrible battles took place in World War I? World War II had its own sequence of horrific battles, as we know from. I think we probably have all have a little more familiarity with World War II from. Um, documentaries we may have seen, or films we may have seen, or history we may have been taught in school. Although in this country... Not all provinces make it mandatory to study Canadian history while you are in, uh, in high school or elementary school. I think it's six. This was the most recent number that I had, six provinces, make it mandatory that you study at least some Canadian history, at least one semester or one year, in your high school experience, which would leave four that don't make it mandatory. By the way, Quebec is one of the provinces that makes it mandatory to study Canadian history. Now, they have their own little slant to it. You've seen the license plates, je me souviens. As I always said to them, oui, moi aussi. But um, we don't do a particularly good job of reminding ourselves of the incredible accomplishments that have been achieved by the people, the men and the women who wear the uniform of Canada, the Canadian military forces, the Canadian armed forces. They have consistently consistently done us proud. They have consistently fought with great energy, great valor, and with great respect from their allies and great fear from the enemies. Canadians have always been recognized as the soldiers, the military, the opposition doesn't want to go up against. And Vimy Ridge might well have been the first example of that, became so public because on several occasions prior to the 9th of April, 1917, when the three-day battle began, on several occasions, the Allies had tried to take Vimy Ridge with a tremendous loss of life. And they weren't able to do it. And the warfare in World War I was so brutal, all these—the trench warfare. And then they used gas, the Germans used gas on a, on a regular basis. And we lost so many of our soldiers, so many allied soldiers were lost, so many German soldiers were lost, and sometimes thousands and thousands of military men and women, usually men, because it was World War I, and it was the, the front line, so it would have been all men, but they'd lose thousands and thousands of men fighting over 10, 20, 100 yards of territory. And the, the, the battles would sway back and forth and back and forth. And then eventually they would, one of the sides would gain the territory and it would start all over again for another piece of territory. And uh, Vimy Ridge was the first time that four Canadian divisions fought together. Now remember, there had been serious attempts to take Vimy Ridge over a period of time leading up to the 9th of April. And none had succeeded. Uh, About 100,000, close to 100,000 Canadians went over the top about 5.30 in the morning on, on April the 9th. And by noon, three of the divisions had captured their objectives. One had not yet. They would catch up later. But three of the Canadian divisions had captured their objectives by noon on April the 9th. And then they continued over three days until they achieved their objective of securing Vimy Ridge. There were many thousands of casualties, many thousands of casualties. And in the next hour, we're going to be speaking with uh, Michael Schiavo. He's a teacher, elementary school teacher in the Hamilton area. And Mike has, for years, made it a very serious project to make sure that all the students at his school, Lancaster Meadow School Elementary School, that all the students have a proper understanding and respect for Remembrance Day every year, and for on this occasion, Vimy Ridge, the Battle of Vimy Ridge. All the students at Ancaster Meadow School know about it, understand it, appreciate it because of the efforts of Michael Schiavo and other staff members at uh, Ancaster Meadow School. So we'll talk to Mike. There's another story about Vimy Ridge that I, uh, I'm glad to be able to share with you later on, also in the next hour. I was. Uh, on, online, and I, I went to um, our global news website in Edmonton, and I found a posting by Kent Morrison. He's a weekend news anchor. And Kent wrote a story on his post about Joseph Goldie Fairholm. Joseph Goldie Fairholm. He always had great nicknames, you know, in the turn of the century. People gave each other great nicknames. So this was Goldie. So Goldie fought leading up to Vimy Ridge. I'm not going to tell you the whole story. Kent's going to do that. But he fought all the way leading up to Vimy Ridge, and then he fought during Vimy Ridge, and he was a runner. So his job, they didn't have sophisticated communications equipment. His job was to take messages, run a message from one trench to wherever they were sending them to other Canadian troops, to the officers, and deliver the message from one officer to another officer. And his job was to run. So he's up there, and he's constantly, I guess, under potential sniper attack. But he survived, and he had a diary. And the diary story is quite fascinating. I won't tell you anything about the diary story. We'll let Kent do that, so I'm looking forward to talking to Kent Morrison about um, Private Joseph Goldie Fairholm from Alberta. There are many stories. There are many, many stories about uh, Canadians individual stories about Canadians who fought at Vimy Ridge and some of the stories will have been passed down through the generations within certain families so you would know that your great grandfather or your great great grandfather fought at such and such a battle there are probably people listening to us now who have ancestors who fought at Vimy Ridge or fought in the in the first world war so what I'm going to do here, because uh, I, I, I can't go with with the segment that I planned for you because I can't answer my own questions. Um, so what I want to do is, is this. I want to ask you to give me – let's do a couple of things. If you have a connection to the First World War, if you have a connection to a Canadian – who fought in World War One? Somebody in your family. The story has been passed down. Share that with us, be me rich or otherwise. And what were you told? And what do you have you seen? What what letters might you have read, from your um, from your family members written from from overseas a hundred years ago? You think about that a hundred years ago. So they would have had time for piece of paper and a pencil and maybe send a, a note or a letter back home and, and hope they live long enough to be able to talk to their family members about the letter they sent whenever the war ended. There are amazing stories. So if you have a connection with someone, Canadian, who fought in the First World War, share the story with us. My number is 1-800-263-2428, 263 2428 there's another, there's another story that I'm holding on to a little bit because we're, we we're planning on talking about it in the next hour. But I'm going to include it here and uh, open it for your commentary. Some of you may know this, others may not. I wasn't aware until recently. The city of Montreal for many years had a Vimy Park, and it was a park that was dedicated to Vimy Ridge. And it was in the community of Outremont, which is part of the greater Montreal area. And in June of last year, the park that was honored, honoring the, uh, the men who fought at Vimy Ridge, that park, and it runs along Vimy Boulevard, that park was renamed. Now, first of all, you shouldn't do that. You should not rename a park that is named after Vimy Ridge, the Battle at Vimy Ridge. But you definitely should not rename the park after Jacques Parizeau, the former Parti Québécois premier of the province and lead separatist. So what they did in Montreal was they took away the name Vimy Park or Vimy Ridge Park and they turned it into Parc Jacques Parizeau. The man whose objective it was, was to tear Canada apart And Denny Kader, the mayor, said uh, last year that there would be something in place to properly honor the, uh, the Battle of Vimy Ridge by this year at this time. Well, I've looked around online, I looked everywhere, and I could not find anything that specifically honors Vimy Ridge in Montreal. I may be wrong, maybe somebody can f- correct me on this, but I could not find anything that is specifically there to honor Vimy Ridge that was put in place in the last 12 months. But they have taken away Bimmy Ridge and made it park Jacques Parizeau. That is unconscionable. Two Montreal city councilors objected to it vociferously. I've uh, sent emails and left voicemail for one of them. His information I was able to find, we haven't heard back yet. But that is a, that really bothers me. Now maybe you have an opinion on that. 1-800-263-2428, 1-800-263-2428 one 800 263 one 800 263 2428 So if you have some connection with World War One, share it with us. We're happy also to talk about, because I'm going to broad base this more, we're happy to talk about the men and the women who make the Canadian make up the Canadian Armed Forces and have provided us with safety and security. And what do they fought for? What do they defend? Canadian values. And what's under attack? Canadian values. 1-800-263-2428. Give me a call. If you have a connection with World War I, if you have an opinion, and I hope you do, about what Montreal did, and if you have a general statement to make about supporting the men and the women in uniform for this country, 1-800-263-2428. We'll come right back.